0: Welcome to the Feel and Find Equine podcast. I'm your host Morgan Stevens and I'm very excited for today's episode. This was a very highly requested episode that I do. I get many many questions about what I do for a living and how I got to do what I do for a living. So let's jump right in. What am I? What do I do? That is the biggest question that I get I am a CERP, which is a Certified Equine Rehab Practitioner, and what that essentially means is I'm an equine physical therapist. And so CERPs can address anything from tendon and ligament injuries to restricted joint mobility, bone and tissue healing, inflammation, neurological conditions, lameness, injury prevention, and post-surgical recovery. We design very specific treatment protocols to heal an injury and correct the musculoskeletal or neuromotor deficiency that the horse may be having. So what does that really mean? I travel all over the state of Utah as well as Arizona, mostly in the wintertime, um, and to treat horses. And so what that looks like is, when I come and see your horse is I would do a very basic uh, assessment in the beginning to kind of see where the horse is and how, what I can do to help them. After that, I provide a uh, and alignment and so I go kind of layer by layer this is a whole body process so I start with the bones and the skeletal system and move through the muscles and the soft tissues tendon ligaments and then to the fascia and the nerves making sure that everything is working properly that uh, nothing is, is stuck and uh, if it is stuck or it's tight I can do a lot to release that Uh, with either my hands, with manual therapy, or with other uh, modalities. So, uh, where did I learn how to do this or where did I go to school? Um, To become a CERP, you must be a licensed veterinarian, a human physical therapist, or a certified vet tech or registered vet tech. As of now, there are only two programs in the United States that offer to teach this, one of which is the University of Tennessee, where I attended and did this program. The other being the University of Florida. Uh, so, you can learn more about uh, what they offer, if you, or you can even enroll. And how, where you go is, the website is utvetce.com slash equine dash Rehab CERP. You can click through uh, all the curriculum and the faculty and staff that you might be working with, uh, as well as going to look through and what it looks like to enroll. But for my experience, what it looked like is I did mine online. So I, you do about ten months. Uh, it's actually at your own pace, so you can do it in whatever timing you want you could do it a lot quicker or you could do it a lot slower Um, but it kind of lines up you do have to do an in-person portion and so it's best to line it up with that and get it done obviously before the uh, in-person so mine was about 10 months of online that i did and the online you mostly go through uh, the anatomy and different injuries that you might be treating. Uh, a lot of rehab protocols as well as going through different modalities and things like that that we would use in the future. The in-person part was obviously the cherry on top of it all. I really, really enjoyed learning and being in Tennessee and seeing the horses and seeing all the modalities with my own eyes and touching it all with my own hands. So what that looked like for me is in the morning, we did a lot of anatomy. So Dr. Hosler, who is an amazing equine anatomist, was over the anatomy portion and he is extremely knowledgeable and taught us a lot about the equine anatomy and the importance of it and what we do and at the time I didn't really realize the importance to the extreme that I do now. Seeing horses uh, with certain injuries or, or certain um, deficiencies and being able to only see the effect. I don't get to open them up and see how it is inside, um, but I look back on that a lot, what I did in in the lab, in the anatomy lab, and that has been amazing to be able to to do that, and so I really appreciated the anatomy part now. Uh, then I was a little unsure, but now I really appreciate it. Uh, after we did the anatomy in the morning, we, in the afternoon. We would do a lot of hands-on lab stuff, whether it be going through joint mobilizations and what that looks like for the horse and being able to realign the skeletal system and the muscles and the nerves and, and what that looks like, and uh, or going through different modalities and seeing what a cold laser is on a horse, or shockwave therapy, or the underwater treadmill, or the spa, um, the Easton, all of those different things. Obviously, as an equine physical therapist, you want to be able to offer as many modalities as possible because every horse reacts differently. And uh, so it was really cool to be able to experiment with all of them and to be able to know which ones I want to have in my career now and going forward. So I want to dive in a little bit more on the joint mobilizations and what those are because I get a lot of questions about uh, the benefits of those. So uh, there's five different grades of joint mobilizations. There's grade one through five. And essentially the different grades amount to different pressure given. Uh, And so mobilization is kind of a pulsing rather than one big jolt Uh, so it'll kind of be a pulsing and a grade one is pretty light pressure and so normally we say that grade one and two are for pain relief Uh, and then grade three and four is for essentially helping get that joint out of a dysfunction so uh, feeding the joint by getting joint lubrication in there uh, and walking it through essentially walking the joint through its range of motion pattern uh and seeing seeing where the dysfunction is so all of them can really help with pain and inflammation but normally if i have a really sore horse uh bouncing on their back several times is not going to be fun for them so i will start out with a lower grade of mobilization to help get some pain relief and inflammation in there inflammation relief Uh, and then go forward from there. So every horse is different. Uh, It's been really interesting to me to put my hands on horses as much as I loved my schooling and I really really wouldn't be where I am today without it. I think that really with anything comes when you're out in the field and I'm (laughs) Kind of doing this on my own. I don't really, I have a lot of mentors. I shouldn't say that, but day to day, I'm by myself. I don't have uh, an assistant with me usually or, or somebody that I can ask questions to right then and there besides my client. so I really have to go back to my education. And, um, you know, a lot of it is based off of feel. And I'm constantly, constantly trying to always learn more and do better for the horse. And there's so many times where I learn something new and I go through a grief period because I learned something new and I'm like, oh, that horse I saw three months ago had this issue and now it's too late and I wish I would have known this before, but really the best thing that I can do is is go forward with that and be able to help the next horse and learn from that. So... Uh, I think that it's important to know as horse owners that we're doing the best we can with what we know. And so anyway, that's a little bit about the, the joint mobilizations. The current modalities that I carry with me now on like a regular basis, the biggest one is the cold laser. That's really popular. Uh, with a lot, of my, a lot of my patients, and I enjoy using it too. I really see the benefits. So I love the cold laser. I do the e-stim quite often as well too. Uh, I really like that for tight and sore muscles. Uh, the e-stim is an electrical stimulation of the muscle groups. It's very similar to TENS, which many people go through at their chiropractor or at their physical therapist, or you might even have a little TENS machine at home. So I have those as well as a therapeutic ultrasound, which I really love for uh, soft tissue stuff, tendons, um, tendons and ligaments and things like that. Uh, let's see. I also have the Equivibe therapy. I mostly do that at home though. So when I have haul-ins, when people come to me. Uh, I always will do the Equivibe on, on those patients. Usually it's a little bit difficult for me to carry around just because it's heavy and you have to have electricity and such. But uh, those are kind of my main modalities. I do offer different ones kind of here and there. And I try a lot of them out too. So uh, I do actually, my newest one is the, um, the Thermal Wand. And that has been really popular as well. Essentially, it looks like a fork, and there's three prongs that heat up, and then they have uh, like a vibration and a red light therapy on it. And so that's really great. The horses love, love that one. Um, so I, I have been enjoying that new therapy that I have. So, uh, really, though, I try, I, as much as I love the therapy and I love what I do, uh, I don't want anything that what I'm doing to be a band-aid or a cover-up your horse should not be needing these therapies as often um, as sometimes they're given them because what I try to do is is find the root problem or the root cause of something uh, and help your horses posture and help them really come into themselves because your horse shouldn't be needing all these band-aids they really should be able to you know flourish on their own and us as owners should be able to help them and be able to compete and do all the things that we ask of them to do without them getting sore and having lameness and yada 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 down the rabbit hole we go so um I as much as I love it and I know horses need it, uh sometimes we do need to do it to be able to get them out of their pain cycle so that we can improve. Um so that's kind of where I work now. I don't ever want the horses to be reliant of me. I don't think that a horse should need me every 3 or 4 weeks for the rest of its life. Uh eventually I want them to get stronger on their own and to be able to push them out to where Uh, they're improving and not needing me as often. So that's always the goal uh, for me anyways and uh, for my patients and clients. So more about uh, what I do on a career side for those who might be interested in getting into the career, there's lots of different kind of avenues you can even take with it. So you can take where you're traveling and where you're going to barns, doing lots of barn calls and Um, being mobile per se. So there's that route that is very much needed all over the U.S., um, even in Utah where I am at. And you can also take more of the long-term rehab stuff. So there's a lot of CERPs that work in rehab facilities uh, and assisting with like rehab protocols and things like that. Uh, that is also a way that you can do it as well. I know for me, um, my plan was kind of to go to vet school. That was my original plan, but I wanted to just do rehab as a vet. And you never know where life will take you, but as of now, the CERP program and um, career for me has been really fulfilling, and I... Didn't have to go through all the years of vet school and didn't have to pay all the money and for me, that worked. And for some people, I know they want to do that and that's great. We need more vets and we need more people, um, performance medicine and rehab medicine. Uh, there's there's never enough. So there's there's always something that you can find with it. This is just one option. And for me, I really like that and I love that. There's many different ways you can take it too. Uh, you can you can also do it more locally as well and work with your local vets on rehab cases. Like I said, there's, there's never enough of us. So there's lots of different avenues you can take. And uh, from a career standpoint, I try. My goal is to do between 25 and 30 horses a week. That's kind of my sweet spot, what I love to do. Um, I could do more probably, but I also like to have a life and i have my other horses that i want to work with and uh, i'm getting into the cowboy mounted shooting and i want to focus on that too so 25 and 30 horses is about what i do per week uh some weeks i have busier weeks and some weeks i have slower weeks but i would say that that's about average of what can be expected and again right now i am mostly mobile I travel, like I said, all over. However, I do have a couple of therapy horses that I will bring in and they stay with me on a long-term basis. I don't have a ton, but here and there I get, I get a couple where uh, I essentially can do anything from, wow, you're totally lame and you need a complete rehab or, hey, I just need my horse conditioned before we, we jump into our competing season. So any of those types of things. And sometimes owners uh, don't have time for that on their own, or maybe they don't know what they're doing or know what to look for. So the horse will come with me for a certain amount of time, however much time I see fit. We work through that. And then I do a lot of education for the owners on getting their horse to stay that way. Because again, as much as I love your horses, I don't want to see them um, often. So... And that's just that's just the best thing for you and your horse, uh, really, is I want... My goal is to educate, honestly. That's what I love to do the most, is educate horse owners on what they can be doing better in their programs and how they can be keeping their horses at the best possible shape um, and not not building on their dysfunction that they're having and teaching them exercises and stretches and things that you can do on your own because honestly, it's not realistic for you financially and for me time-wise to be able to come and see your horse as often as they might need. So it's really important for me to, to educate horse owners and to teach them And to teach you guys what you can be doing better. So I have a lot of new things coming out. I'm always trying, like I said, to learn new things and and build on my business. And so I have a couple of distance sessions that I'm wanting to start getting into. And maybe a couple of courses and always new reels. Um, If you're listening to this podcast and you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the best way to kind of see what I'm offering and I do a lot of like educational reels and fun entertainment reels anyway my Instagram and Facebook is uh feeling fine therapy uh feeling without the g so f-e-e-l-i-n apostrophe f-i-n-e therapy so um and then the best way to get a hold of me would probably be through uh Instagram DMs uh or my email. And my email is feeling fine therapy at yahoo.com. So, again, um, I really enjoyed doing this episode. I hope that you guys learned a little bit more about what I offer, about what I do, where I learned everything. Um, I'm sure I'll still get questions and I'm always happy to answer them and I hope that people who are interested in this field if you still have questions please reach out I'm always happy to help and uh, answer any questions that you may have like I said there's never enough of us and we always need more so uh, I highly recommend the CERP program at UT and I hope that you all enjoyed this episode